moving past your resistance is growth, is evolution in your life that can really put you on a trajectory of something so beautiful, right? Like I'm seeing a rainbow on the other side. It's just so magical if you allow yourself to make space to sit with it and get curious and play around with your shadow, right? Ask, get curious, wonder why, 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 why do I feel this way? Hello and welcome to Going Beyond with Brittany. I'm your host, Brittany Bento, a tarot reader and psychic medium. And on this podcast, we dive into all things spiritual, mystical, and supernatural. So if that sounds like something up your alley, this is definitely the podcast for you. You can consider me your spiritual big sis or just your spiritual friend as we delve into conversations that aim to expand our mind and consciousness. I'm excited to have you here with me today. So let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. And if you are listening on the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would leave me a review or if you would rate the podcast. But let's dive into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about shadow work and just all the things about shadow work. And I have two very special guests. But before I introduce them, I'm going to give you a little bit of a life update. If you're not interested in the life update, you can head to the show notes below and there will be timestamps. So if you're just interested in the meat of the podcast, please just skip straight to that. But let's dive in. So <laughs> this is my last week on the island. This is going to be posted like by the time I'm already elsewhere, but this is just where I'm at right now. So by the time this episode's out, I will be in California fingers crossed. We will see what happens. But this time I'm going to be flying over there for the second half of my stay. I didn't want to lose more money on the Airbnb because I lost a bunch of money <laughs> on the first one, which kind of sucks. But I am trusting the universe. I am trusting that it is going ooh, one, 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 as I said that. <laughs> I am trusting that it's going to come back to me tenfold. And it's really interesting. I've really been diving into shadow work here. And it's so fitting that that's the topic of conversation today. The universe brought me here. And this place is a lot slower paced than what California would have been. And I already talked about that. So I'm not going to get too much into detail. But I do want to talk about some of the shadow work that I've been doing and some of the healing that I've been doing. Because I am really having these realizations about myself and it's a beautiful thing and it's an emotional thing in a beautiful way. And I know that I'm growing as a result of it. Yesterday, I was just sitting out by the water and I'm going to do that again today because that's where a lot of reflection has been happening for me. I'm just really diving into childhood memories. It's like these childhood memories keep coming up and I'm like, okay, spirit, like maybe you want me to dive into that memory a little bit. So I, I've been doing that and I've been realizing why I am the way I am. You know, maybe some of you can relate to this. I really struggle with being in my feminine energy. I am often in my masculine energy because I need to be, or I thought I needed to be because ever since I was a kid, I was an adult in a way, not that I was an adult as a kid, but I really needed to rely on myself. And I want you to know that you can have the most amazing parents in the world and they can really mean the best and they could do what they think is best for you and they could love you so much, but you can still have a lot of trauma that has stemmed from childhood and you can have a lot of wounds and things that need healing from childhood, even if, like I said, your parents were trying their best. 
And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. I didn't realize that I had so many unhealed wounds, but because I had that stereotypical quote unquote cookie cutter life or so that's what it looked like from the outside, it was harder for me to accept the fact that I did have trauma because there was guilt that came along with that. So I want you to know that every single one of us has has wounds that need healing regardless of how amazing your parents were. For some people, it's more blatantly obvious that they have wounds that need healing, whereas for other people, it's not so obvious. And that was for me until I really started reflecting and being like, why am I triggered? Why am I acting this way? Why am I like this? As a child, I needed to rely on myself because I felt like I didn't have somebody to rely on. I felt as though I needed to provide for myself. And I'm not talking about providing for myself in the sense of having food on the table or having shoes on my feet because I had all of those things. I'm talking about emotionally. Emotionally, my parents did not know how to be there for me. And I know that if my parents were to hear this, it would probably hurt their feelings, which is why, again, this is not personal to them. They did the best they could. But I was the oldest of four kids and growing up in a very strict religious household, I was afraid to like go to my parents for anything. Truly, they would say, oh, you can come to us with anything. But I truly didn't feel safe enough to do that. And I really battled with regulating myself emotionally my whole life. I remember when I was in grade eight, I wanted to shave my legs because I was embarrassed. I, I had to wear a uniform, I had to wear a skirt, and I was embarrassed having hair on my legs because everybody else was allowed to shave. And I was too afraid to ask my mom that because I felt like when I would go to my parents with things, I would just get in trouble for it. Like I thought having a crush on a boy was a sin. You know, I thought that I was going to go to hell for just having a crush on somebody when I was a child. Do you know what I mean? And I realized that. I needed to disassociate myself with my feelings to just kind of get through it. And because of that, I became hyper-independent. My parents were always like, oh, you've always just been independent. No, I was always independent because I needed to be independent, especially being the oldest of four kids. I had to grow up fast in a way. Like My youngest sibling is 10 years younger than me. My other sister is seven years younger than me. And my brother's three years younger than me. So there's closer of a gap there with, with him and I. But growing up, I had to put my stuff aside all the time to babysit, to drive so-and-so to this place, to that place. And I needed to set a good example. Like the pressure that was put on me was was huge. And it was never enough. Like it was never good enough. I learned how to regulate my emotions by myself from a young age. I remember another example when I was really, really young. I was at my cousin's house and we were playing around and I was jumping on this thing and my dad came down and he got super mad. He's like, don't be jumping on that, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get hurt. Okay. So I was like, oh my gosh. I was always like scared of my dad. Kind of. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Like I won't. So I stopped jumping on the thing, whatever, but we continued playing and I actually ended up tripping and I hurt myself pretty bad. I, I sprained my ankle to the point I couldn't walk on it. It was like blue. It was a balloon. I definitely tore a ligament. I needed crutches, essentially. I was a kid. I was young at the time. I don't remember how old I was, but I was young, young, probably eight years old, 10 years old. And I'm in pain and I'm crying. And instead of comforting me, I got scolded and I was yelled at. 
for not listening and for doing something I wasn't supposed to. Even though I did listen and even though I didn't jump on the thing that I was playing with earlier, I stayed away from that. I did listen and I didn't hurt myself because of that. I just simply tripped. In that moment as a child, I needed my parent to carry me and to be like, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm here for you. But I didn't get that. But that's something that's always stuck with me. And it's like in that moment, I needed to emotionally regulate and be there for myself because I couldn't rely on my parent to be there for me. There was just an assumption that I didn't listen and then I got scolded. So it was like adding wound to injury or adding injury to wound, whatever the term is. And and my voice wasn't heard. I was like, I was trying to say like, I listened, I didn't go, but they weren't hearing me. They weren't listening to me. So after taking that scolding, only later were they able to hear me when I said I didn't jump on the thing or whatever. And did I get an apology? Like, I don't even remember if I did. It was like a little, you know, like, I'm sorry. It wasn't what I should have gotten as a child. So that's just like a little example. But I realized that emotionally, I couldn't rely on my parents. I needed to provide for myself. And that pushed me into this hyper-independence. And to this day, it's like, it's always, I need to do, I need to go, I need to prove myself. I need to set a good example. And that's playing out in patterns today and very much so masculine energy to do the go as opposed to stepping back into the feminine and letting myself be taken care of and letting myself be in flow and knowing that I will be taken care of and provided for. And by sitting outside, I've really had these intimate conversations with Mother Earth. And that sounds weird to say, but it's really interesting. I feel like I've been connecting with the energy of Mother Earth as if it's as if it's a spirit. <laughs> and some people listening are probably like, yes, Brittany, the energy of Mother Earth is a spirit, but I've never really had this before. I mean, when I do mediumship and I communicate with specific spirits, I know it's like different spirits, but the energy of Mother Earth, I always just kind of viewed as, yeah, it's an energy, it's this, but no, like Mother Earth has been talking to me. I've been receiving messages specifically from Mother Earth, 1222 on the timer as I'm saying that. And these messages I've been getting, it, it start, it's over the, a couple of days. It started out with realizing why I'm so hyper-independent and how emotionally I wasn't provided for and how I had to rely on myself emotionally and how I needed to learn to self-regulate and disassociate from my emotions so that it wouldn't affect me because I didn't have somebody to console me. And as a child, it's like, of course, you 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 need that anyway. So it's like I'm learning how to be there for myself. And Mother Earth was basically telling me, let me provide for you. Let me. <laughs> and I'm getting chills. And it was really emotional for me. And I was crying because I realized that because I always feel the need to provide for myself, I wasn't fully letting the universe, Mother Earth, provide for me. And that's what the Mother Mother Earth is here. Mother Earth is here to provide for us. We simply need to let her. And she was like, let me provide for you. I'm learning how to let be and I'm learning how to let Mother Earth provide for me. And it's a beautiful energy. It's such a beautiful energy. It's an abundant energy. It's it's everything. Like it's abundance. And Mother Earth can provide for us abundantly. We simply need to let her. So that's something really profound that, you know, has kind of come about over the last few days, my last little while here. And also like something I feel really called to talk about. I don't know if it's something I'm ready to talk about quite yet, but essentially it's something that has happened in my past that 
I'm still working through, it's a memory that keeps popping back into my mind. And I disassociated from the incident that occurred. So I feel like I'm about to embark on another whole journey here. But I guess I just want to encourage you, if there's something that's happened in your life, let yourself be vulnerable with yourself to go there to figure out how it has impacted you. Because if a memory keeps popping back into your mind, more than likely it's popping into your mind because the universe is being like, okay, there's something for you to dive into here. There's healing to be done. There's shadow work to be done. This has affected you. You know, it's not popping into your mind for no reason. With other news, I know I was talking to you guys about like my dating life kind of a little bit. I said I would keep you updated on that. So, and here's like the part of me that's like, do I regret this? Because <laughs> I'm a Scorpio through and through. Like I am normally a private person, but I'll give you just enough. Ooh, 17, 17 on the timer. So many angel numbers already today. Anyways, I'll give you guys enough information so that you're in the loop, but I'm not going to get too detailed. I remember I mentioned to you guys that I met somebody and we've been kind of keeping in contact here and there, but super chill. Like at this point, I completely just kind of, I don't want to say forgot about this person, but they're not even really on my radar. But we are still communicating, but I feel like that's exactly how it's supposed to be. And uh, hey, if things are meant to happen, if we're meant to like reconnect, it'll happen down the line, but I'm really not even worried. And then there's this other person and I really hope that he's not listening. I don't think he listens to my podcast, so I think we're good. But if he is listening, he's going to know that I'm talking about him. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, long story short, like there's this other person that I met last year we instantly had a connection and then things kind of like backed off a little bit. And we basically just stayed in touch throughout the year in a very friendly way. Flirty as well, though. It's always been flirty that I will say. <laughs> and this person's very spiritual and I've never really been with somebody who sees things the same way I do. And this person sees things the same way I do. And he sees me. And I've never experienced that before. Normally in relationships, I've had to hide this side of myself you know, with a person. And essentially things are happening with us again in a way, like we're communicating a lot. I have zero expectations. Like when I tell you I have no expectations, I have no expectations. If something happens, cool. If nothing happens, cool. But it's just interesting how it's happening. We actually haven't met in person. So we'll communicate like online and we have very deep conversations. We just connect. I feel like he's a part of my soul family. Not sure exactly what his role is though. So I feel like his role in my life is to teach me a lesson. I think that he's to show me that there are men out there that do support spirituality and do support me because in my past relationships, I've never been with a man who has really supported what I do. If anything, he has been really self-conscious of what I do and would dim my light. This is very different with this person. I feel like this person would like completely support me and like push me to be better. And I've never had that before. Also, like, I don't know, I feel like we have something to teach each other. But there's this piece of me that feels like it's not a forever type of a thing. You know what I mean? But I feel like there's something with us that needs to be explored. That's kind of where I'm at. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I feel like if we do connect in person, it'll be because there's talks of it, (laughs) but it won't be for another month or two. I'm just kind of leaving it there. But with that said, I'm still very single. I'm just kind of letting things play out exactly how they're supposed to. And I'm trusting the universe. Anyways, that's my life update for you guys today. You got some deep stuff. You got some fun stuff. But let me introduce you to our guests. 
Valerie is an intuitive psychic development coach and shadow work guide. She walks her clients through their shadows to find their inner magic and align to their most powerful self. Valerie enjoys reading, writing, spending time with her children, exploring nature, and finding new ways to connect to the universe. I actually connected with Valerie online as well via TikTok. I think it's awesome how the internet is really connecting people within the same communities. It's just absolutely beautiful. Valerie is an incredible person, and Valerie actually introduced me to Letha, who is the other guest on our episode today. They wrote a book together, and we're going to get into that in the episode, but let's dive into who Letha is. Letha Jay is a spiritual manifestation coach who blends modern knowledge with with traditional wisdom. She integrates what she has learned through life experiences, working in various healing modalities to teach people to shift perceptions, manifest, and live happier lives. She is passionate about guiding clients through lifestyle and mindset modifications to transform their lives to a new experience of happiness, freedom, and love. When not working with clients, writing, spending time with her family, or building courses, Letha spends her days learning from others, farming, and persistently maintaining a beginner's mindset in everything. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So I will be sure to have Letha and Valerie's information, social medias, links to everything in the show notes in the description box below. So definitely check that out. But let's welcome Valerie and Letha and let's dive right into the episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you all for being here with us today. Hello, Valerie. Hello, Latha. Thank you so much for taking your time to be here with us today. How are you today? Great. Thank you for having us. Doing well. Happy to be here. I'm excited to dive into conversation. Both of you are in the spiritual world. You do manifestation, coaching, psychic development. I'm curious how both of you got into this. I know everyone's story is very different and you don't need to get super into detail or anything like that, but please do if you want to. Um, But how did it start for the both of you and how did the two of you connect? So um, I was kind of born into spirituality. I am Indian. Tamil, as traditionally raised by my grandmother, who taught us like the ways of the past, you know, we would meditate and pray and eat certain foods and fast on certain days. And it was just kind of culturally how things worked. When I got older, I really had this innate sense that I wanted to help people. And my parents were like, great, you should become a doctor. (laughs) And not really knowing the next steps for me, I was like, okay, I guess I'll become a doctor. And I went to medical school and really pursued that. But while in medical school, I realized that it wasn't necessarily for me. And I wanted to help people. And I knew I wanted to help people, but there was like a misalignment there. And I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. I ended up leaving medical school in my third, fourth year, essentially, and um, just kind of traveling and trying to figure some stuff out. And I stumbled really into wanting to teach people what I had learned my whole life, my whole upbringing, because I realized like not everybody knew about manifesting, not everybody knew about the energy of their mind or how they can condition their body and things like that. And it just kind of naturally evolved into 
being able to work with people and create communities and create groups and just be on social media, which is super fun for me. So it, it worked out really well. The way I met Valerie is actually through social media. We met through TikTok. We, I had seen a bunch of her videos, absolutely love them. There was one video in particular and she had made that had gone viral. It was about asking your spirit guides to wake you up, like instead of setting an alarm, asking them to wake you up. And I was like, oh, this is really cool, really interesting. I had tried it out a couple of times and I was like, she knows what she's talking about. And I was like really excited about it. So I, I think I had stitched it or duetted or something like that. And then we became mutuals on TikTok. And she was just posting like stuff that I really could connect with, like very authentically. And at one point she was going through some stuff. I had messaged her and I said, hey, you're going through some stuff. Do you want to come be my best friend? Like come and live with me. At the time I had a duplex in New York and I was like, Hey, the bottom duplex is empty. You come live with me. Like we, we can be best friends in real life. And she's like, hello, stranger on the internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Sure. Let me just move into your house. <laughs> she was really polite about it, but I was like, oh, okay, well, just, we'll tear free if you want. Um, and then I think it was a few months later, I was hosting a retreat in Costa Rica. And I said, Hey, Valerie, I think you'd be great to like with the group come and she came and it was incredible and it was just wonderful to meet her in person and to be able to experience her gifts in person and to learn wow. directly from her and be able to like co-create beautiful. Then when I got this opportunity to write this book, I was like, I know exactly who I would want to co-write this with, right? Like this is wow. the perfect person, such, such alignment there. So it flowed so organically every step. Mm -hmm. That's such a beautiful story. And Valerie, I'm going to ask about yours in a moment. But I just, a couple things I wanted to say. First of all, I pronounced your name wrong at the beginning. And I was just shooting myself for that. As like you were talking, I was like, I said, you're, I pronounced your name wrong. Lepa, so my, my apologies. But also when you said you met Valerie, when you guys um, connected, I looked at my timer and it was to, we were recording for two minutes and 22 seconds. So just a beautiful little alignment there that, you know, I was like, ah, they don't number. But that's a beautiful story. I love how you took what you, I guess, learned from, from childhood and were able to turn that into something that you do for yourself now. But you're also not, not only, it's more than just your job, you know, it's like you're giving back to people. And that's just, that's a beautiful story. And I love how the universe you know, brought, brought the two of you together. It sounds very much so divinely, divinely led, but Valerie, I would love to hear how that all started for you as well. Divinely led hundred percent. So I'll start with my childhood too. I mean, let's go way back. I grew up Catholic and um, I grew up like in church, heavily in church. And when I was younger, I would see spirits like right there in front of me. And I would remember trying to tell my mom, like, this is happening to me. And she would immediately shut me down. Absolutely not. We're not talking about that. <laughs> and so over time, I grew fearful. I was like, obviously, this is not something that I should be connecting with. And so I shut my gifts down. And as I got older, I ended up having a spiritual awakening right before COVID hit. I remember standing in line at work because I used to work in corporate America and everyone was so nonchalant about it. I was like, y'all do not understand how big this is about to be. Like, I just knew something was about to happen. During COVID, I spent a lot of time meditating. I spent a lot of time healing my trauma, trying to really change who I was because I didn't like who I was and I didn't like the energy that I was bringing to as a as a mother and as a partner I just didn't like myself and so I started to really dive into shadow work and did so much research around shadow work and started to heal myself I got heavily into energy work started practicing really before I knew I was what I was doing I just allowed my intuition to guide me 
started to heal everything. And then I started connecting with my intuitive abilities and realized, oh, wow, I actually have incredible gifts. And I started to share my story like on TikTok. I was just sharing my experience and then kind of fell into being a leader in the community, showing women like if you heal and you do the work around healing, your gifts will naturally unfold because they're already a part of you. Right. And and I think that we don't really stress that enough. It's more people it's kind of trying to you know open your third eye and it's so fun but starting from the bottom up is really the way to go so that you can realize how easy it is to connect with your intuition on such an organic level and that's what i'm doing now is helping women connect to their intuitive abilities and their intuition just by healing and it's just so cool to watch women be like oh my gosh i am actually psychic like yes 100 percent you are Oh, I love that. I, I love that. And I, I feel like I was raised Catholic too. So I resonate with a lot of your story. But I love how you say with developing your psychic intuitive gifts, a lot of it has to do with healing because that's something people don't talk about. And, yes. and you're right. It's do this mantra, do this affirmation, you know, do this, do that. And it's not that those things are bad. I, you know, I tell people that it's not that it's a bad thing, but there's so much more. It goes so much deeper than that. And that's something I've noticed on my journey with kind of opening up my gifts is, you know, for one, we're all spirit in this human vessel. So we all have the ability to connect because that's who we are by nature. People tell me what are, what are the things that you do to connect the most or, you know, what practices? And I'm like, well, one meditation and for two, it's healing and growing. Mm -hmm. And by continually working on myself, my gifts open up more and more. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I'm getting chills. Thank you both for sharing that both of you have, you know, beautiful beginnings of your, of your journey in very different ways. Today's podcast is brought to you by a very special sponsor, Lucky Moon Crystal Bar. Behind this inspiring brand is a story of resilience and transformation. Meet Serenity, the founder of Lucky Moon Crystal Bar, a visionary who turned her personal challenges into a beautiful journey of healing and self-discovery, and where Serenity found solace in the healing powers of crystals. This online treasure trove offers a hand-picked collection of high-quality crystals aimed at fostering healing, spiritual growth, and a deeper connection with your higher self. Serenity has created a space that not only offers beautiful crystals, but also cultivates a sense of community and belonging. Whether you're a crystal enthusiast or just starting your journey, Lucky Moon Crystal Bar welcomes you. And here's something extra special for just our listeners. Use code BRITTANY15, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, 15, for an exclusive 15% off your first order. Visit www.luckymooncrystalbar.com and start your healing journey today. Discover the magic and healing power of crystals with Lucky Moon Crystal Bar. Your journey to self-discovery and healing starts here. I'm curious about what each of you, I guess, do. And I know you talked about it a little bit, Valerie. I know you're more of like a psychic de development coach, shadow work with women specifically, it sounds like. Um, and Lessa, more of a manifestation coach. I know you, you do healing modalities as well. So I'm curious what types of healing modalities you do. And then I, I'm also curious about, I mean, both of you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom in this realm. So I'm curious what 
that looks like in your book and how you've kind of taken what you do and put it into, I, I mean, I know I just asked a bunch of questions at once there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who wants to start with that, but the floor is yours. <laughs> Sure, I can start. So yes, I work as a spiritual manifestation coach and a content creator. And I think that the content aspect is really important to me to highlight because I like to to teach through the content that I create, right? Because a lot of times, maybe someone can't have the time to join a workshop or the funds to do so, but they always can get a little piece of something through the content that I create for free on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, you know, all of the different platforms that we have. It's been an incredible journey to be able to do that. I do host a group coaching program. It's called the Journey Group Coaching Program, in which it's all women, actually, all around the world that come together and we learn about ourselves. We learn about healing our shadows. We do our own shadow work. I bring in guest speakers to come and talk to the group about all the different things that they want to learn about, experts in the field, really. And we do coaching calls. And it's it's just like a, such a dynamic community. Even this morning, I woke up to a bunch of messages from the woman just saying, like, when I joined this community, I had no idea that it was going to be this amazing. And I was just like, oh my gosh, so taken aback. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful because um, a bunch of them have gotten our books, the book that Valerie and I have written. And I get messages about it every day saying like, this changed this for me. You know, like I had to give it away <laughs> to this person and this person and this person Aww. because it was so profound for me. Beautiful. And I'm also, I have the privilege to be able to host monthly workshops in which the public can come and join us to learn things that they might not necessarily have any idea about. Like the workshop we're hosting this month is all about Reiki. Last month it was past life regression. The month before that we did uh, the classic records. So it's stuff that like people are interested in, might've heard these buzzwords, but then have no idea. But then the the entrance point for them to go and have a Reiki session might be two $300, but to come to a workshop and learn about it and get kind of like a little snack size bit, it's like 30 bucks. And they're like, oh, I want to try that. You know, so I just always try to create things that can open like a pathway, a doorway for people to want more and be more intrigued. That's beautiful. And for those listening, you're probably curious, where can I find these things? You know, I'll have all of both Letha and Valerie's social medias and everything in the description box below in the show notes below, along with direct link to their book. But where, where do you do these workshops? Oh, everything is remote. So everything is, is done online. I've, oh, cool. I've actually been remote for probably the past eight years, the way before, you know, the pandemic or anything like that. I just had made a decision that like, I knew I could touch more people with remote, right? Because it didn't matter that you all had to come to my yoga studio location at, you know, 6 p.m. in New York or whatever the case was. It, it could be the whole entire world. You could show up in your pajamas and we would never know, you know? I mean, I, I'm literally wearing sweatpants right now. <laughs> I just want to make it so easy that you're like, of course I'm coming, you know, like just to really remove all of the little aspects of resistance so that people are like, I'm just, I'm just going to roll into this and see what happens. And um, it's turned out really beautifully to just be able to create community all over the world. It's been just a profound experience for myself. Yeah, no, I love that. And it sounds like you're really having an impact on a lot of people. And, you know, I'm sure that when you hear those things, like this really touched me in a certain way, it, it, gives you that validation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you probably know this already. Not everybody will say that, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, if one person says that, it's probably had that type of an impact on more than just that one person. Mm -hmm. So that's really beautiful. And for those listening, energy knows no space or time. So I love that you're doing it remote because it, it opens up just like a whole other, a whole other world, you know? Um, do you guys do these together, these workshops together, or is this 
we have kind of joined forces on occasion, but no, I think our next workshop we're doing together is going to be in August and we're going to be talking all about shadow work, which is very exciting. Oh, I love that. Shadow work. You, Valerie, you do a lot of work with shadow works. Why don't you dive into that a little bit? So what I do is I help women connect to their intuitive abilities and their intuition through the healing, right? And through the real life practice. So a lot of my work is around mentorships and hourly clients so that we can heal all the disconnect or the reason that you feel disconnected with your intuition um, through energy work, through shadow work. So a lot of my clients are like, I give them shadow work to do on their own so that we can talk about it together because I think it's so important to understand why you feel disconnected. Like I was just talking to a client yesterday to a mentorship client and she, I gave her some prompts and she's like, I actually never thought about this. And now I don't even know how to respond. And, and I think the more that you dive in your shadow and you realize who you're not, then you get to create who you actually are, right? Authentically. And how fun is that? In my mentorship program, what I do is we do energy work. So a lot of the energy work that I do is actually intuitively led or through my guides. I allow them to help me. Um, I usually, I used to have a script, but I've noticed that my guides want to come in and actually help each client one by one energetically heal through what exactly they need. And so I allow my intuition to guide me. And I think it's so cool because energy work can be so incredibly powerful, but I don't think that people understand. A lot of it is through your words, right? Through your thoughts, through your imagination. And if you are just intentional behind healing something or releasing it and letting it go, that intention is so powerful, right? To create space to allow new beautiful energy in. And so that's what I do. And I and I practice with my clients how to connect with their intuition and really build that trust within themselves. Because by having that connection with your intuition and allowing your abilities to guide you in your everyday life, you get to create the life that you want rather than to be told exactly what you need to be doing by everybody else. And that's what I'm doing. And I think it's so cool that I never really imagined myself to be here, but it feels like everything just kind of stopped. Like everything that I've learned so far in the space that I'm in has put me in a position where I can hold the space for somebody else. And it's absolutely amazing and so magical to watch each client, each person. Like it's just, it's so, it's so beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I love how you give shadow work to do also, because a lot of people know that they need to do shadow work, but it's a whole other thing to be like, okay, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? What, like, where do I even begin? What is shadow work? Essentially, you're guiding them into their own journey and that can evolve and unfold however it does. And I'm sure it's different for everyone. And like you said, you started with the script, but now it's kind of transitioned into spirit leading you more so specifically based on the individual's needs, which I think is beautiful because everyone has shadow work to do with the forever thing, but it will look different for everybody. And this episode is also brought to you by Diamonds Natural Store. Thank you again, Sue, so much for sponsoring today's video. Diamonds Natural Store is an all-natural pet food store based out of Illinois. However, if you're not in Illinois, you can order online and there is free shipping on all orders over $25. Diamond's Natural Store is named after Diamond, who is Sue's dog, who unfortunately passed away, but Diamond's name will live on forever. Definitely check out Diamond's Story if you haven't yet yet. It truly, truly is really touching. Diamond's Natural Store has dog toys, cat toys, bird supplies. They also have all-natural treats for your furry friends. 
such as probiotics, prebiotics, liver support, mushroom supplements, and all of that good stuff. So definitely check them out. Links will be in the show notes below. But thank you again, Sue, so much for sponsoring today's video. But let's jump back to the episode. So it sounds like both of you are just doing, I want to say doing God's work, doing work of spirit, whatever it is that, you know, you want to call it. So let's talk about the book then a little bit. I'm curious, I guess, yeah, how that started. What exactly can people expect from it? Ooh, we got it right here. Perfect. So it started because of exactly what you said. We would hear this again and again from clients saying like, what exactly is shadow work? How do I do it? What's up with it? You know, because it became this buzzword that people were like, oh, shadow work. I know how to do it. Don't know anything past that. So Valerie and I got together and decided to write this book together. And it has three very distinct parts to it. And the first part really explains what shadow work is, how it shows up in your life, where it comes from, how you can best work with it. I mean, it's great because it's it's like very easy to understand but it goes in depth as well. The second part of it is all about the exercises that you can do to kind of support you on your shadow work journey. One of the big aspects of us writing this book was it to be centered around self-love. And it's like, even in the title, right? It's a shadow work journal for self-love because without that self-love, shadow work's in harder. <laughs> and honestly, you get a lot less far. You're going you're gonna to have a short, short shadow work <laughs> experience in your life because sometimes it can be tough. But when you're supplementing in that, that self-love, when you're really giving back to yourself, it's almost like you're feel, fueling your car and continue to go. And then the last part of the book is all about shadow work prompts. So you actually get, I think it's like over 60 prompts in which you can answer shadow work questions right here. And, you know, really jump into it, delve into it and see what's coming up for you. And the book works so beautifully in all these three aspects together because you don't have to just, you know, systematically go through one part to the next to the next. If a shadow work a prompt is triggering you, you can go back and do some exercises, right? You can go back and read about what the triggers are, how you're projecting upon someone or whatever the case is coming up for you. So it's really supportive in the way that it all kind of works together. I love that. That's beautiful. And for those listening, I was wondering if one of you can give, I guess, a definition or what are your definitions of shadow work? You know, you could get a lot more info from from the book, but I'm sure some listening might have heard the term, but still might be a little lost as to what, what it is. So what would, yeah, what would your definitions of shadow work be? So shadow work is basically those unhealed parts of you that you try to hide, deny, or reject. And so these are things like things that trigger you, right? What makes you so upset and so angry? These are things that you project onto other people, either the way that you feel about yourself, like let's say judgment, for example, the way other people mirror you. I think honestly, the more that I've done more research and really dived into shadow, I think so many of this, so much of our shadow is created in childhood, the way that we are these little sponges when we're children and we're just soaking up all this information into our subconscious and then it creates this personality that you have now based on your shadow. The way that we outlined it in the book is so easy to you, for you to understand because I think when people do shadow work, they sit there and judge themselves and shame themselves for being this way for whatever reason. And then it just becomes so much harder to be able to address those self-learning beliefs within you rather than you just accepting it for what it is in your life thus far, right? And being able to move past that in a way that can be compassionate and loving towards yourself because without your shadow, there would be no you, right? Like it is literally a part of 
you. And, and in our book, we're not trying to also shame the shadow. We're not trying to repress the shadow. Those shadow aspects just want to be loved. They want to be seen. They want to be validated. They have something to say. And so when you do the shadow work and you uncover those parts of you that are ready to be addressed, then you could hold your shadow's hand and be like, let's do this together, right? Through your compassion. Now I'm getting chills as you're saying that. And, you know, for those listening to healing shadow work, you're never done. It's a forever journey. And the more you dive into it, you will uncover. For me, it's like layers and layers and you'll uncover more of those as time goes. Where I'm at right now, I'm on Vancouver Island. I'm on my own. And the amount of shadow work that I've been doing here, I was supposed to be in California and those listening know that. And they, and I got rejected at the border. They didn't let me cross the border into the States. So I found myself here instead. And I'm so grateful to be here because it's so much quieter. And it's really given me that time to sit and reflect and do more shadow work because it's something that you do need to make time to do. It's something that doesn't just you know, you know what I mean? Like you need to put the work in. Sometimes things can happen in your life that then, you know, trigger that. But I'm curious about your thoughts on, I guess, the ego, because in my opinion, the ego and the shadow are, are I don't want to say similar, but they're connected because I feel like when you have wounds that are unhealed, the way you act can be very ego-based, if that makes sense. It's like the ego coming in to protect you. And again, we all have the ego, same with the shadow. And it's not something that you should hate about yourself. It's a part of you, but it's understanding, like you said, what those triggers are and then reacting, okay, am I acting in my ego? Or I'm curious, I guess, what your opinion is based on those two and how you would relate the two. I think doing, doing shadow work really kind of illuminates what your shadow is for you. And once you can actually see it, you can then determine how you're going to move forward with responding to it. A lot of times it the triggering comes from a space of reaction rather than mm-hmm. a space of response. But when you can truly see the full picture or have more of an insight into your past and understanding of it, then you are empowered to actually respond to whatever situation's happening. And shadows often pop up in our lives in, in three different ways. It's one of them is through projections. The other one is through triggers. And the third one is through a repetition cycles, repetition compulsion in our life. So you might notice that it's coming up again and again. You know, you've had three different partners in your life, but yet they, the relationships all kind of ended the same way, you know, where they all yeah. had very similar issues or your boss at work, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you've had jobs in five different states, but your boss always seems to suck in the same way. You know, it's kind of like, huh. What's the common variable in all of these situations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you, you take a look at it, it's like, it's you. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit confronting to see that, right? It, it's that introspection that like so much can really like shift and be seen. So you can make different decisions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you say, you know, when you said it's you, that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. Like yeah. just that in and of itself. I've, you know, I've talked about this before on you know my social medias and I get people that react in the comments they're like I'm not accepting this it's not my fault and 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 it's not that you know you deserve some of these things to happen you know Mm -hmm. such as being in a cycle of you know 
this is personal experience. I've been in relationships where, because I needed to find that self-love, you know, I needed to find my self-worth and then diving into the shadow and realizing why I didn't fully love myself the way I should, et cetera, et cetera. But I had cycles in relationships that weren't so great, you know, and to really face it. Yeah. It's because I let that happen. It's not that I deserved it, but the universe was bringing me the situation in the form of different people in different scenarios to teach me something. And I wasn't learning right away until I was able to take a step back and really reflect and let my ego go a little bit to really face, okay, there's something within me that I have power to heal. I have the power and it's, you know, you want to look at it as giving the power back to yourself. And as much as you might not deserve these things, you are in control. And that is difficult for people to accept. When we were talking about the ego, like what is the ego? I saw this vision of the ego is like the mask that you're wearing, right? Imagine it to be like a masquerade mask. And then the shadow hides behind that mask, right? Dictating where the mask goes. And you are on the inside as the light. You are the, literally the light inside the shadow. And then the more that you illuminate your shadow, the more that you'll realize things like self-love are something that you really need to address so that you are not in those constant patterns of having the same boyfriend over and over again. I remember when I first started diving into shadow work, one of the biggest triggers that I had was probably feeling unheard, right? I felt like I always had to explain myself over and over again. And the more that I dived into it, the more that I realized that my voice was suppressed for most of my life. And my voice is my power now, right? By handling that and realizing I deserve to be heard, right? And I don't have to over-explain myself to somebody who chooses to misunderstand me in whatever capacity. I can choose to have those boundaries, right? I can choose to be scared. And I think the more that I really worked through this emotional reaction within me, the more that I was able to activate my throat energy center, right? And I noticed that my voice used to, very, used to be very like meek and super quiet. And now I feel very powerful in talking about these things because I have been through the work. Me and Letha did not get here overnight. Like we, we both had to dive into our shadows and had to address all the things that really caused us to be these people that we didn't want to be, right? So that we can be here to tell people that One, you deserve to be loved in whatever capacity that is so that you don't constantly find yourself in those same patterns. I think the patterns that we face also cause us to address them because they really are so powerful in our growth. If you are able to address that limiting belief that you have like self-love, when you move past that, there is literally a whole new universe waiting for you on the other side of that. Brittany, I imagine that you love yourself in a way that you never knew possible, right? And that is powerful in itself. Yeah. And I love that you say that because COVID was the beginning of it. It's what really started making things in my life shift. And then I was living with a partner. We broke up. It's been over a year now, just over a year. And that for me was the big catalyst that trajected me into my life has completely changed, like completely changed. I am a different person and my external world reflects that. But one of the biggest takeaways from this is self-love. And it's interesting because I thought I loved myself before. And that's something that, and it's not that I didn't, but it's like, 
I love myself on a level now that, like you said, Valerie, I didn't even realize was possible. You know, when I talk about the self-love is so much more than just checking things off your box. Like, oh, but I love myself. I worked out today. I, you know, drank water in the morning. I did my journal. It's like, okay, but are you really getting out of it what you should be getting out of it? Or are you just, is it just something that you do because it's a checkoff your list. Yeah, that the actual healing journey might be very different than what you intellectualize it to be, right? Yeah. I wish I wish it was like, oh, I made my bed today. Check. <laughs> That's two points towards my healing journey, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't really work like that. Sometimes part of the healing journey is to have a complete breakdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it's to go through the dark night of the soul. It's a, it's to have that argument with your friends so you can have a different point of view and insight mm-hmm. into whatever's yeah. happening. It's to lose a loved one and then be able to come back from it and realize all of the love and ex- that existed in that relationship. Mm-hmm. There's so many different aspects of it. But I think that what we're talking about, like the r- more routine things that we mm-hmm. do every day, kind of just helps us maintain a status quo. Yes. And then all the healing can happen a lot easier. Yes. Right? It's like if you lived in an organized house, you kind of know where everything is, right? Mm-hmm. But if you lived in a very cluttered house, it'd take you a lot longer to find something. Yes. So there's daily routine things that we do, making sure we're having our water and exercising and loving ourselves and all of that is us keeping a, a clean house. I love that. Yeah. When the shadow work can come up and when we can address it, we're like, I know where to go. Go get it. Oh, I love that so much because those things are not bad things and they are good things and you should do those things, whatever that looks like for you. And keeping a clean house can, you know, look different for every single person. But I love that. It's it's something that keeps your house clean so that when those moments come in, it's like clutter. They say the more clutter you have, the more cluttered your mind is. And if you can take away some of that clutter, it's easier to tune in and listen to what your inner voice is really saying, as opposed to getting distracted by the clutter around you. So I feel like that kind of ties in to what you're saying. It's really just to be able to access the tools that you're learning throughout your journey so that you can address or deal with or learn from whatever situation you're in, whatever kind of chaos is happening in your life. There's always something to be learned from there or observed or you know, experienced through it. And so many times we get stuck in the space of being in pain or being so hurt that we will shut down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's like, no matter what, I'm not experiencing this. I refuse to learn anything. You know, we get into our stubborn, speaking in a me term here, I get into my stubborn self. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this, you know, rather than us knowing that we have the tools, we have the space and we can really like step into this and, and deal with it in a different way. And I, I can share with you a, a very personal story, but actually just before we started writing this book, my father passed away and he was always like my best friend throughout my whole entire life. He was kind of a little bit of a out of the box thinker like I am. So we always got along very well and had these a really, truly wonderful relationship. When he passed, I was just like, in this like weird, funky place. And uh, having been in, you know, spirituality and manifestation for, well, like my whole life pretty much, you know, and teaching it for the past almost 15 years, I was kind of like, wait, what? (laughs) This is what it's like to have deep loss. You know, it hit me like a truck and it gave me this opportunity to, to literally practice all the things that I had been talking about forever. And it was so unique because some of the things I was like, that really didn't do much for me, <laughs> you know? And some of the things I was like, oh yeah, got to do more of that. got to talk more about that to be, that was like truly profound. A lot of that came into the book, right? So when we were doing exercises, I had the privilege to be like, oh yeah, 
we're going to include that actually. That one was real good. Or mm, you take that out. Nothing's really lost in, you know, removing that kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, thank you for sharing. And, you know, my condolences. That's something I haven't experienced someone, I mean, grandparents and stuff like that, but not somebody, you know, like a parent. So I will experience that one day and maybe I'll have, you know, your book with me, which might, might help. I think it's beautiful that, you know, you did, I don't want to say it's beautiful. You, you two went through these things, but it's, it's nice to know that it's what you're preaching and what you're putting out there is, is also based on, on experience because unfortunately with this realm and with spiritual work, it's very unregulated. And, you know, I hate even having to talk about this, but sometimes a lot of things out there, I always tell my audience to be mindful, be mindful of who you're purchasing things from, who you're purchasing courses from, et cetera, et cetera, because there are a lot of, I'm sorry, I don't want to say bullshit, but there's a lot of woo-woo crazy. Oh, 100%. You know, it's just beautiful to know that there was a lot of heart and soul that truly went into not just your work, but this book as well. Well, the book and the work that you do. I appreciate that. And I'm sure that there are many other people that do as well. So thank, thank you both. I just want to share. It's, it's really important to also when you're working with a practitioner, a coach, a spiritual guide, anything like that, that you really feel like you can resonate with that person, that you feel like you can have a deep connection, like always trust your intuition. If you are trying to work with someone and you feel like, oh, don't do it, <laughs> don't, don't do it, because you do have a level of bullshit detection. You know, you have a, a level of understanding of yourself and what's going to work for you and what's not. Yeah, you know, really like step into that and be able to work with someone that you have a true connection with. Absolutely, and that will look different for everybody. You know, what who your friend might resonate with might be different than who you might resonate with, and the healing journey is different and will look different for everybody. But definitely listen to your intuition because we all have it. You all have that internal voice, right? So, is there anything that you? want to leave the audience with any advice, any wisdom, or just anything at all that you think would be beneficial for us to hear, whether it be about the book or not the book, anything. I love that Latha shared her personal story because when we were writing this book, we literally poured our heart and tears and sweat into this book because we were both going through such heavy times. And it's no coincidence, right, that we were writing a shadow work book and going through our own shadows at the same time. And when I was writing this book, I was going through a divorce and in the divorce, my character was constantly being attacked. And I had to work through that shadow of having someone else's opinion dictate my life. Of course, my children were at play as well. But I wanna, I wanna mention that when you feel inspired or called, or you have this vision for yourself that you want to do something in your life, whatever that may be, follow that. Because there's always going to be somebody that's telling you that you shouldn't do it, or you're not good enough, right? Whether that be yourself or somebody else, there's always going to be somebody that has some kind of opinion about you that it's judging you. And it literally doesn't matter. No one else's opinions or judgment of you should dictate the way that you live your life. And I think that, especially as women, we have this hard boundary that we need to implement in our lives about this is what I desire because your goals and your dreams that you have and that like pool that you feel in your intuition is there for a reason. It is either your future self, right? Or your higher self or your spirit that is pulling you in a direction that you can build something beautiful in this life, whatever that looks like for you, because you deserve it, because you are worthy of it. So I would encourage you to, if you feel like you 
don't or you shouldn't for whatever reason, get curious with that and sit down with it and ask yourself, why do I feel like this? When I was writing this book, I didn't feel like I should be writing a book. Like, who am I to be writing a book, right? Who, who am I to be mentoring people, right? And I had to really sit down and face my own shadow and like, why do I have this deep-seated feelings within me? And I had to work through that in order to move past it because I think moving past your resistance is growth, is evolution in your life that can really put you on a trajectory of something so beautiful, right? Like I'm seeing a rainbow on the other side. It's just so magical if you allow yourself to make space to sit with it and get curious and and really like play around with your shadow, right? Ask, get curious, wonder why, 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 why do I feel this way? Because it really is the best work that you can do for yourself and it will ripple out into every facet of your life. I love that. Chills, chills everywhere. Thank you. And Letha, I would love to, to leave the floor for you as well. Sure. Yeah. I, I really agree with Valerie on this. It's like doing shadow work is the basis of any kind of other growth or anything that you want to experience in your life. Really adding that aspect of self-love into it just to make sure that your cup is continuously full mm-hmm. so that you can continue to be the incredible you know, entrepreneur you are, or the wonderful parent or the wonderful sibling or whoever you are in life. Right. Mm -hmm. When your cup is full, you have so much more to give. And I always want to leave people with that idea of take care of yourself so that you can take care of others, so that Mm -hmm. you can go and your travels and your education and whatever it is that you want to create in your life. But once you're taken care of, then all of that can happen. But when we forget about this, you know, and we think it's going to happen on default, Mm -hmm. then there can be the other issues that pop up. And also just a reminder that shadow work is a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. As we live, (laughs) we create more shadows and more triggers Mm -hmm. come up and we realize from somewhere in our past that's coming up now 25 years later or whatever the case is and that's okay it's not that you do shadow work and you're done you get a certificate at the end and you're shadow free you know (laughs) it's like you got shadows for your whole entire life and it's just a process of continuing to respond to them Mm -hmm. you know and to be educated and be in a place of empowerment so that you can do that so you don't have to fall victim to them again and again you don't have to let them leave the show you you are empowered you leave the show you make the choice Mm -hmm. yes oh thank you so much again chills through your whole thing there and I just want to say I love how you also said we create more shadows too as time goes you know it is a forever journey but thank you both so much for your time today again for those listening I will have their social medias I will have their the link to their book and all of that in the show notes in the description box below so just head down there for a quick easy link but that is it for today thank you again for everyone listening thank you to Valerie and Lepa for being with with us today and until next time Bye, guys.